Welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today's coaching ses- session is with, I cannot speak apparently, but it's with Alana Heim. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So I, I know you. We both live in Reno. We've met many, many, many times and that's exciting. You were on the podcast. I want to say it's been almost two years, maybe not that long. So I looked up the stats before we recorded today. And I've recorded over 150 podcasts. So there's that. My number one downloaded podcast is the one that I did when I launched season three, which was when I took the podcast to video. And you are number two. How exciting. I I was so excited. So the first time you were on, it did so well. I just said, Alain, I'm not sure what I mean, er, this is obviously speaking to people. They're not making a lot of comments, but why don't you come on a second time? And you did. So you came on nine months after the first time, and that episode is number 25. Ooh. That's what? Crazy. That's so fun. That's so fun. So right? I it's, geek- it's numbers. I love numbers. I- <laughs> so this is great. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that first. What tell me what your website is. It's uh, prosperityalignment.com. That's what it is. I knew it was prosperity and then I lost it. Prosperity alignment. So I'm going to brag about you if I can. Totally. Go for okay. it. So when we recorded, you've had over 16 years in accounting and then uh, you were with a finance or you were with a company for 16 years in accounting with a finance company for over a year. You do, you have your bachelor's in accounting, your master's in accountancy, your CPA, a CFP, which is financial planner. Uh, you're a personal financial specialist. You also specialize in federal taxation, estate and financial planning, and you're a best-selling author. Yay! Yes. <laughs> right? I know you can kind of see the book. There's Abundance by Design. That's the human design one. And then there's a money book here. Oh, what money got to do with it. So both of those, I am a contributing author and wrote chapters about money. And I love, so, so my oldest daughter, um, Bree, is 28 and she's, and she has her bachelor's in accounting and she's in financial planning and it's a very type a sort of analytical personality and if people are noticing that the internet's a little slow yeah it is so <laughs> there you go <laughs> and you, then you branched off then you're also um tell me about the human design because you've had specific training in that too yes, which is so- not type a well no, it's more, no. it's, a, it's not. No, and it's, it's part of me and my soul, right? So, here, yeah. so here's the cool part where I actually love experiences and love doing different things. People are like, why were you an accountant? That sounds yeah. so routine and analytical. And it is, but everybody was different. Every client was different. Every situation, personal taxes or corporate taxes, or is this for a nonprofit, right? Everything was a little different. So I got a taste of all of it. I got to experience all these different aspects. And I also love that I'm also deeply intuitive, right? So there's yeah. other aspect of understanding myself and helping my clients understand who they are and bring their truth to life. And that's the piece that I really enjoy yeah. now that I've kind of deviated from the industry I was in and kind of transforming into my own world of prosperity alignment from the inside out and helping people sustain themselves as they do it. And when we talked the first time, I know finances are my biggest single hiccup. 
And I didn't like when people would say, in your own business, what are your fears? Because to me, fear was more survival-based. Like, I'm afraid of being hit when I get home, or I'm afraid that there's not going to be food. Like, fear was... And that word, that meaning to that word did not align with people saying, what are your fears in your business? And I would say, I don't have any fears like failure because it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same to me. And I had to learn why I was assigning the weight that I was to the word fear. Mm -hmm. And then that, yes, okay, now I can use it or use a different adjective here type thing because it instantly made me uncomfortable. People would say, you know, are you afraid to fail? Are you afraid to put your ass on the line? Are you afraid? And I'm like, that is so not my personality and that is not the right word. But my biggest, my biggest fears or whatever insert adjective here is absolutely around money. And once I really recognized that, and that was through talking to you, mm. I, I want to tell you one other thing too. Um, I was, <laughs> interviewing a woman on the podcast and she said she was some sort of energy worker now i wouldn't have put you and she into the same like cauldron of personalities right because she's all energy and she said <laughs> at the end i would love to know what your human design is now i've taken myers-briggs and disc and okay any enneagram and these are things that when people say other people they're familiar and i was like human design i i know what that means you're the only person except for alana who has ever said and so i said hang on and i because i'm on my computer i pulled it up immediately and i said i'm this and she goes oh god that explains everything <laughs> right so <clears throat> we know what that is but everyone else is going to uh, learn what that is too as we coach you through this right 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 you're a manifesting generator uh, right and i told her that and she was like Okay, all in perspective now. So I love that fact that if it's familiar to you, or even if who I am is familiar to me, I can, I t was telling my daughter the other day about turning down the volume because she's very kinesthetic and feeling surrounded by a family of visual not as feeling people and had an issue at school and she's 10 she's in fourth grade and this stuff's going to get worse right and I said you have to think of it like your feelings are a volume and you have to turn them down or put yourself in a bubble so that you don't take on everything else you're feeling or make assumptions about their feelings that aren't true because there's a lot of reading between the lines and I think learning about my personality has allowed me to turn down my own volume when I need to, to recognize that. Yeah, and sometimes we need to, and sometimes we need to let that volume be as loud as it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's tough for, I don't know if it's, I think it's tough for people and especially for women and for moms and for I don't wanna step on your toes. The last time that you were on your second interview, you talked about how you'd had a couple deaths in the family. I also remember that you were dealing with school issues with the kids, family stuff in general, your cat after 17 years had passed away yes. and really how your human design chart helped you to work through that. And I would, I'm going to make an assumption here that you can correct. Even if you are a more predominantly analytical person to be able to in an analytical way, kind of write out that list of here's why those things are bothering me, it would be helpful, right? Yes. And to feel 
to get present, to notice what's coming up in the body, right? Because when we're in our head, and, and this is the part that I had to learn through all the deaths, I used to think I was feeling, which is totally different from actually feeling, right? Feeling yeah. is like you just can't stop the dial sometimes and you can't stop it from like going up. And sometimes you're just in it and emotions are exploding out of you. And yeah. that's totally different than me going, yeah, I think I'm angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I'm not angry. <laughs> so you're going to do coaching today, which is really cool. Yeah. And we're going to be looking at your human design chart and going into it. So people can really learn what this means. Because honestly, I know I asked you at one point, if I took it again, would it be different? And you said, no, like you don't all, which I was pretty sure, but I wanted to be clear in my head on what it meant. And when I, you tell me about when people find your website and they can take this quiz. Uh, they just, so it's based on birth information. So there is okay. astrological components, birth date, birth time, birth location. Okay. But what? that doesn't change. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we take a snapshot of where the energies were, where the okay. planets in certain gates. Um, we're looking at the Chinese I Ching to look at these hexagrams, these gates, and then they paint a picture. So we'll, I'll be popping up your chart in, in just a few minutes to show everybody what this looks like. But basically, this was the map that was created to help you remember who you are in this lifetime on a soul level and on your physical life level. I love this. How do people contact? I want to talk. I just want to wrap up the website. People can go to Prosperity Alignment um, to find you. And then what are the steps to getting coaching with you? Yeah, I do offer a free prosperity breakthrough session. So a 30-minute okay. consult to see where are you? What are the challenges you're going through personally, professionally, financially? Where is it that you think you need guidance, right? So I say what you think because it's not always where I'm going to intuitively know that you actually need something else. But we get to also look at what is it that you want to create, right? And for me to start to see the gap and help you bridge it and determine if coaching is a fit, right? So that yes. they get more of a taste of what we're going to do today. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. you just, you take over. Okay. So I know I asked you a few questions and really it was to get a baseline of what is it that you need support with today? And specifically what areas do you want to focus on? And so you named a couple, you had said money, career, relationships, health, believing that money was the biggest block. So is that still the focus you want to, to yeah. have today? Yep. Okay on money. Uh, and then I asked you, what is the goal you have for this area? And you said, I'd love to figure out what my hangups or beliefs are that limit me financially and how to get past them. So does yep. that still feel yep. true? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there anything else to add? No, I just remember taking a course back with, with Franklin Covey when they did the planner thing. I was that person, <laughs> <laughs> but the course taught me so much and it was 20 something years ago. And he talked about belief windows. We create these belief windows. And a lot of the times we don't realize we have them. And that's kind of what I was writing to you. I know I probably have some belief windows that I don't realize that are like a broken record in my head, if that makes sense. So that whole training, we did this, it was a couple, it was a week or something training. Um, and it was really great, but I thought, 
oh, I probably have some of those that I don't realize and I don't want them. Okay. Yeah. And then the next piece you said, uh -oh. greatest challenge in your life right now is that okay. it has to do with the money in business. Yeah. So not advertising what you do to make money. Right. Because it's not what you want to do to make money. Uh, oh, yeah. Wanna, okay. And you want to earn from public speaking and coaching, call it masterclass on compounding joy, right? So, so can you add or tell me a little bit more about this challenge? So I earn money actually as a virtual assistant. Okay. And I have not ever advertised that. What happened four years ago, I lost my job in nonprofit, got a chance to write the book. That was a huge gift because I was given the gift of time where money was not stressful. And Dane kind of just said, write your book. And no, you can't, saying thank you for that gift of time is huge, right? So I did that. In that process, I started my website and I realized that every, when I was redoing my resume, almost everything that I've ever done, I could do from home. And that I really wanted to be a digital nomad. I wanted to be able to go anywhere in the world. And as long as I had internet, I could complete my job. So that became real important to me a few years ago. And um, so I kind of wrote down skill sets, things that I was good at. A lot of them are admin. Um, and I'm really good at them, but they're not what I'm the most passionate about. So 2019 was actually the first year that I did not work in another office. The two years prior to that um, of owning my own business, I did freelance. I worked as a VA for companies through my own business, but I also had to supplement it with temp jobs and stuff like that. So I was super proud of myself in 2019 that I didn't make a ton of money, but I was able to do it completely from home as a digital nomad. I went to London and I could still work and get paid, you know? And so that was huge. I wanted to pivot. I wanted to be more present for my family. I wanted to work from my home. I wanted my home to be able to be anywhere I wanted it to be and still be able to earn income. Um, and so a virtual assistant worked really well for me because people know what that is. And I can apply for admin jobs. It's not, it's what I'm good at, not what I'm passionate about. What I'm absolutely passionate about is uh, still writing the podcast on three May 2nd of 2020. Um, I, I absolutely love it. And then I do public speaking and you missed my last one at Polkadot cause you were out of town, but I do public speaking engagements and I am actually listed with a company that helps get in, uh, public speakers engagements. And I have a nine week coaching package that's designed. It's designed mm. like I'm, it's not like it's an idea in my head. I've had a beta client go through it. Okay. Um, as part of that, I have a separate workshop. I know that my ideal place to speak and coach is at women's retreats. Um, I paid for and have a PDF gratitude journal to give to people through part of this. I, I'm telling you, Alan, I have like, I can't, I am at this point when I realized a few months ago, five months ago, the end, the end of 2019, I kind of thought I need to get everything together in one place. And when I did that, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, it's ridiculous how almost complete my whole coaching workshop. I know who my avatar is. I know what my ideal client is. You know what I mean? Yes. It's women to our mom to her stress. But if you're at a retreat, that is where I want to be plugged into. So 
I have all this put together and I have never launched it, never advertised it, and I've never gotten paid. I mean, people have bought the book. I think in 2018, I made $26 off my book. I don't like to brag, but there it is. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! You know, like, I, I mean, uh, the book was not money making for me. So I have never made money off of writing, podcasting, vlogging, blogging. So those are the, the things I'm most passionate about. I have never earned money from coaching, workshops, or speaking. And do you want to? Yes. Okay. So. You haven't done this yet. Yet. Right. Right. And we're going to be shifting because there is a big aspect that most people know they want to get out there and they get out there and they don't really have the vision. And clearly you, you have the vision. I'm you opposite. Put, you have all the pieces in place. Right. But you're waiting for timing or is there something else that you're waiting or something that's holding you back from getting this launch? Um, well, I would think like fear of putting it out there and falling on my face. Although I generally am not afraid of putting myself out there. I mean, that doesn't tend to be, (laughs) I know I'm naked. Um, so that, I don't think that that's what it is. I do know that like I have a coaching certification, but I know other people have better coaching certifications. And I also know that you don't need one. So I don't Mm -hmm. care if you have a better coaching certification. I definitely am completely qualified enough to do this. So I don't think it's around that, but the word coach to me sounds used car salesman-y. Right. And everybody can be a coach, right? And everybody can do it. So I, I think my hangup is calling myself that and having it feel like it feels to me to someone else is so ingenuine. It, it's so spammy. Um, so I, I mean, I, I have a really good friend who's a coach and she's like, so don't call it coaching. Right. Like call it something based off of if all the coaching, my public speaking is like a half an hour speech. Right. And all of the coaching and the workshop is offshoots of that speaking, that platform. She's like, so call it something from speaking, call it something else. Don't call it coaching. And I'm like, okay. Do you have a term yet? What? No. Okay. So I think I really get stuck on that. Those things that are stupid instead mm-hmm. of just, but yeah. Now, and the other thing I get really stuck on is, well, I don't know how okay. I, I, I ha- talk about that. I I have the coaching outline, but I don't know like what program do I use and how do I do it? And what if I can't afford the coaching program? And then I'm embarrassed because I can't afford it. And that's right. That's my hamster wheel. Okay. So do you want to dive in? Yeah. Because you're probably looking at my chart and laughing at me. Well, no, I'm just listening to all the the aspects and then hearing things come in. Right. And it's already giving me kind of a picture. And this is where my intuition gets to kind of run off and in different directions. So this is your chart. You're a manifesting generator. So let me tell you what that means. Oh, you're, you're a generator. Yeah. You're a generator. So here you have a triple split and I'm going to dive into all these different pieces. Okay. As a generator, you are here to wait, to respond to everything and anything that the universe brings to you. So does that mean Jen gets out, go out and initiate? No, you're literally waiting for the breadcrumb to, to drop. 
to follow your path, to follow wherever it may lead. And every time you want to push to put yourself out there or you get an idea and you want to move on it, you've probably fell flat. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the time going back through your life where you think about, and especially the whole world says, just do it. Just get out there. Just do it. Go take action. That's a very initiating energy that only 9% of the population has. Oh, so okay. that's a game changer in the sense of we all are thinking that's who we should be, but we are actually not. That's very different. So being a generator, this here, this strategy piece, you're here to wait to respond. That's Guess what? I know, right? <laughs> because the immediate part of you is like, but I have so much energy and I just want to go. And yeah. And I've, and I've heard it's kind of like you're the rocket about to launch, right? And <laughs> before it's going to take off. Yeah. That's how much momentum generators create. Yeah. Right? And then when I say, oh, but pause, you've got to wait. There's a part of you that's like, oh, I've been waiting my whole life. I'm tired of waiting, right? And this, this led to this frustration piece. Yep. Very. Oh my God. So yesterday I went running with my women's group and I'm not a big crier. I don't cry often. And at the very end of the run, I just started to cry. And I was like, I don't, what is wrong with me? And I call my husband and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So yeah. that was yesterday so morning. Frustration. Yeah. Yes. An energy. It's just an emotion. You do have emotional authority. Down here, it says inner authority. You make decisions based on your emotions. So if I were to ask you, hey, do you want to go to Hawaii tomorrow? There's a part of you that might have some sense of whether that's going to work out, but you cannot make a decision in the moment. It is not true for you. You need time to process. That's what the emotional energy does. Emotional energy is really in the future, meaning the more time you have to decide how, how things are and how you're feeling, in the future, you're going to have that clarity to know your truth. But what happens if you're waiting for your clarity for your truth and it feels like it's not happening? You're feeling stuck and potentially you may be at this next plateau mm-hmm. for learning and you're really close to getting to the next level. Okay. And so sometimes with generators, depending on if you are ready for this next level, but something's still not quite right, that frustration is where people often can give up and yeah. quit before they actually hit that next level of clarity, of um, really listening and waiting to respond for you. It, it's, it's an aspect of, I can ask you yes, no questions all day. And if you notice, that's what I've already been doing. Right. Because generators you need a yes, no question. It's very precise. And this sacral is kind of like your natural GPS system. It's your truth. It knows in the moment, is it yes or no? If I say, how is your day? There's a part of you that says, I don't know. What part of my day do you want to hear about? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Right. That's probably almost exactly what I would ask you. Because it's already, you know, lunchtime. You've already had a full day. It's like, do you want to hear about my awesome morning? Do you want to hear about the crappy drive I had? Right? Like there's so many things. But if I'm more specific with you, have you had a good morning? You're already going to know yes or no. 
and then you're going to be off telling me about it. So for generators and manifesting generator types, you have this defined sacral. The key is for you to begin to listen to within your body. Okay. And because you do have a head aspect up here, this Ajna piece, this green triangle, you've also been deeply conditioned to want to listen to your head. But when, yeah. we're, in our, when I, we're in our head, we play ping pong all day about yeah. yes or no or yes or no, but I could, but I couldn't. Same with money. Money comes into play. Do I want to charge that? Oh, I don't know if I should charge that. When if you drop into your body, into your sacral, and okay. then we ask you a yes, no question, or you ask yourself a yes, no question, you start listening to the body. And guess what? This has a sound for you. Oh. So yes is uh-huh, and okay. no is uh-uh. So okay. guess what? When we're... When we're unconscious, when we're not really paying attention and maybe Jane comes in and he's talking to you and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's your sacral. You're not in your head. Your, your body is actually responding. Oh. And even children are really good at it. They say, uh-huh, and they say, uh-uh. And what happens is over time, we're, to we're told that's rude. You need to verbalize and you need to say yes or no. And what happens is you start moving into your head and your head takes over to make decisions, but that's not how you make decisions. So I feel like I'm fighting all the time, mm -hmm. not even ping ponging in my head. Yes, that's true, but up and down too. So that probably makes sense, right? Right. So even my example, and, and you can relate to this. Yep. When I had the deaths that happened, yeah. I was in my head about what I think I'm feeling, which is not me actually feeling. And you're going to have that dance as well, because you'll notice that these two centers, the Ajna and the throat are connected, but yeah. they're not connected to this center or the to heart. Center. Right. So this is part, this is the identity, part of the heart chakra, yeah. which is connected to your, your sacral, which is connected to your solar plexus, the emotional side. Mm-hmm. But then you'll also notice this is not connected to any of these. So this is what is called the triple split. There's actually three oh. parts of you and they don't all connect as one. Okay. So you are already in a dance between am I in my head? Am I in my emotions and my sacral? Or I'm over, am I over here feeling kind of this root adrenaline pulse that also gives me right timing to want to take action. But is that connecting and talking to these other parts of me? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense because I feel that disconnect all the time. So the dance is, yes, you've probably learned to operate from up here, mm -hmm. maybe even more in this instinct but you really need to give yourself time to listen to your sacral and honor your emotional energy. Okay. So when a decision comes up, right? If there's a part of you going, Oh, I want to launch this business, but I don't know how mm -hmm. the, how is not the, how is not for you to ever figure out the, how is God source? The universe is the, how, Okay. And you'll see this little 64 is highlighted. Um, it's in the, it's red. So this red side here, this is more your life purpose. This is your unconscious aspect of who you are. Okay. But 
the black is more this personality piece. It's, it's your soul and it's more of your conscious awareness of kind of how the energies operate. You're going to be more aware of these particular ones, but the 64 is, it lives in the how it, it's how you want to see inspiration and see ideas and think you do go to the how. And the more you hear yourself asking, but how will I launch and how will I get clients and how will I make money? You're already recognizing you're not asking source to bring it to you so you can respond. That's the flow of manifestation. We never initiate, even manifestors, they have a little aspect of timing and manifestors are that 9%. They're mm -hmm. the true initiators, but we always send out our thoughts. We get to create what we want in that form and let the universe bring it to you to begin to manifest by you taking action when it feels correct, when timing is right, when your emotions are all in alignment. My best friend gets so irritated with me. She's like, stop asking how and just do it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, cause I, and I know that that's where I get stuck. So I also had someone that I know, Roberta, you might know her also. She lives here in Reno. Reno. Um, she told me that I don't, I don't know what I said to her one day. And she's like, you're just confusing the universe. The universe will give you what you want as long as you're real specific in asking and you're not you are just confusing it make a list if you have to and write it down of specifically what you want to ask for because basically the universe is like we just don't know what to do so we're going to do nothing and then you well, feel like sometimes it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do nothing it still gives you what you want but because you've dissipated let's say you send out the cloud you create this big puffy cloud of what you want and then all of a sudden the doubts come in yep. and the cloud dissipates. So it's yeah. like you did want this, but then guess what happens when we're unwavering in what we want and it actually shows up. That's when we have more hesitation. Oh gosh, but is this what I want to do? When you're so crystal clear and it doesn't always have to be super specific, right? Mm -hmm. It could still be that I want to have a successful business helping women entrepreneurs. Right. That's specific, but still kind of general. You didn't name how many and you didn't write, like you didn't have all the details, but as long as you keep sending out the same vibration, the same thought, and you're raising your vibration to be more in alignment with how you're here to work, which is to wait to respond, wait for the universe to bring it to you, Right. the more it starts to show up and the faster your emotional energy actually can work to say yes. Because if you already said, okay, I really want these red shoes and all of a sudden somebody shows up with red shoes, you're going to pretty much know like, holy crap, like that's exactly what I wanted. Of course, right. I'm going to say yes. But when we're still in doubt and we were wavering, oh, did I really want this client? Did I really want to work with this person? When they show up, now we're hesitant and now you're almost pushing away what you already asked for because right. you're still so uncertain as to, is that what I asked for? The universe gives it to you, but we have to keep fine tuning, right? Yeah. So let's say I want a successful business and I want to have all these women entrepreneurs or women to come find me. Well, if we weren't very clear that we want people who to pay on time and oh. to be coachable or whatever other details, right? You'll get the client that's a pain in the ass and yep. then you'll go, oh, 
okay, universe, thank you for sending me the client, but here's what I really want. I want right. this type of client now. And you just get more specific. Okay. So I don't understand the triple split. That's something that's odd or unique. Most people are, are more connected than that. They, Some they're parts. I have a, I just have a split. So for me, I have the head and the Ajna, and then I have this will center and the emotional solar plexus. But here's the cool part. Okay. You need people. You need people anyway, because you need something to respond to. Right. You need people, places, opportunity, things to show up, to land, to go drive by, to see a sign and be like, ooh, ooh, yeah, I do want to do what that sign says. You're following that. But the people aspect is huge for you. Because every time you connect with somebody different, they're giving you a different sense of yourself and you're experiencing the energy in a different way, right? Some people may not bridge you at all and bridge just yeah. means connect the, connect the dots. I happen to bridge you completely and you complete me as well. So I have this 6447. I have the 56 as well. So we create this channel. I have the 22, so now we're connecting down to the solar plexus. I have the whole 3740, so now I'm giving you some will energy. I have the 26, right? Now we're okay. going here. I've got the 57. You can just start to see, and I also have the 16, that, um, that we have all of these different pathways and energies, and really, when we're together, we can be like engrossed in each other and yeah. not need the rest of the world because it's like, ooh, this feels so good. You're getting the, the head and the will center. I'm getting the throat, the identity, the sacral, uh, the root, the spleen, right? I have lots of openness. But together, this is how in relationships, you start to see people who are just so engrossed in each other, mm -hmm. they kind of forget the rest of the world. That's why I love the podcast so much then. Because every time you are connecting with new energy and potentially being bridged, in a new way and you yourself in your nakedness mm -hmm. are exploring all of these energies and and figuring out even how you are who you are on this different level right maybe you're with somebody and they give you this channel um, and now all of a sudden you've got those parts that are connected and you're like "Ooh, this is what it feels like and, and you might not know it consciously right but your soul does, your soul needs all of these variations to help you to really understand how it all works and how you work. So being in one relationship, right? You're married, but you still need other types of relationships. There's just that draw to be with other humans because mm -hmm. you get to explore the energies differently every time. Yeah. Yeah. And Dane's mentioned that he's like, you've got, you know, some great people, you have great friends. And I'm like, yeah, and I just need them. I love them so much. So that makes sense. I'm always constantly searching that out and why I connect with certain people really tightly, really quickly. Yeah, and others, not so much. Not so much. And sometimes we can have similar energies or we just, um, right? This is all on an energy side where there are electromagnetics, right? When I say I have the 22, you have the 12. I'm seeking the 12, you're seeking the 22. Now we get to come together and go, wow, wow. this is what it feels like to have high and low emotional energy and to be moody or not, right? All of right. a sudden, you're not used to that and neither am I. 
but together when if we're around each other more and more it could come out we could become more emotional and we have this ability both you and I to finally get it to the throat and give it a form of expression so it doesn't stay stuck and stagnant in the body so what do you do with all of this I mean I still don't totally understand myself like who I am and what exactly my personality and my design means, where my strengths are and weaknesses or how I can capitalize. Oh, I just asked the how question, but <laughs> I really, really try not to ask that question. Um, but I like knowing where my strengths are. I always have felt like, and I talked to my kids about this a lot. My 10 year old daughter the other day asked me if I am insecure. And I said, rarely, because I'm not trying to be good at everything. I'm trying to find resources for all the things I'm not good at. That gets that person the ability to shine because that's what their strength is. And I don't have the stress of trying to do something I'm not good at. Right. And this is the, so this, so let me just kind of ad lib or start like telling Go. you more about the pieces, right? So you have lots of individuality in your chart. You have this 4323, this 214, this 3828 individuality is highly mutative, meaning we can't put you in a box. We can't force you to put clothes on if we wanted to right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're going to be who you are. That's how you effect change in the world. Okay. It starts with an individual. That is a big part of who you are, but here's the other conflict that you run up against. Depending okay. on which part of you is leading, you're highly tribal. Your emotional wave is very tribal. Your tribe is important. Your community is, is important. Your family, being a mom of 18, right? Yeah. Family is important. It's a big part of who you are. There's an aspect with individuality is sometimes we want to fit in and we don't always want to be different. But then with the tribe, there's also this aspect of wanting community and have a sense of belonging. And you also don't want to be shunned. So it's a yeah. fine line of, am I being who I am within my tribe and being accepted or am I risking them kicking me out and not wanting to ever allow me back in, right? Some of those aspects come in and can be deeply rooted. And for both of this 59.6, this whole channel is red. This is more of the life aspect, more of in this physical body right now, potentially this is what you're working on. Some of this life theme, being in the physical body and being accepted. Am I... Um, going to war, right? Because you could, you could be mama bear who's like, right. you don't mess with my kids. <clears throat> and that can come out within this energy. Okay. But then you also have a collective side. The collective is the greater good. This is where we have government systems, all of those pieces. So there is this other side of you that's more on the sensing that you're very experiential. You love to have experiences. Mm -hmm because then that adds to the story of what you're here to share. It's how you embody your work and you, and you embody all of it, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's a piece here with this 29 that you have to be careful. And this was more in your first 40 years of life, um, okay. the South Node. You were having to dance with commitment. And if you're not listening to your sacral, you weren't listening to the truth that came out in, the, in, in your emotional wave of, do I want to do this? And if you said yes, when really you should have said no, it could burn you out and it could exhaust you. 
mm-hmm. even though you have lots of energy, mm-hmm. but it's a dance of making sure you're committing to the right things mm-hmm. and that timing is a part of it. And your sacral, right? This is, mm-hmm, that's kind of coming through right now. That's okay. what it sounds like. Like that's your sacral being like, oh yeah, but here's the other side. And I always give this example. Um, if I, if I'm moving and you're like, oh, Hey, I can come help you. Great. But you didn't wait to respond and you didn't give me anything to respond to either. You just initiated and said, basically, I'm going to come help you. So what's going to happen is emotionally, as it gets closer and the time comes, you have to show up and help me move the whole time. You're going to be going, oh, shit, I don't want to, I don't want to help her. I don't feel like it. And you're not going to know why. And it's already because the energy was not in alignment. If I asked you, Hey Jen, can you help me? Totally different. There's going to be a part of you that already has an inkling, but what you really need to say is, you know what? Can I get back to you tomorrow? Because now you have time to really think about it, feel your emotions. And when I say think about it, it's really more feel the emotion around it. And if you feel at the top of your emotional wave, and at the bottom of the emotional wave that yes, you want to come help, then that's your truth. That's what you commit to. Anything else, if you still tell me yes, when you felt like no, and then you're pissed off later, now we know why you're pissed off. Because your emotions are showing you, you actually did something you didn't want to do. Yeah, I can think of times that I've definitely (laughs) done that under 40. And it was mostly big decisions in relationships too. Like it wasn't even little stuff. Yeah. It was big. And that's where you get to learn to commit to what's right and ensure that you're using your energy sustainably because you do have a lot of energy, right? You have a lot of energy moving around, but even as a generator, if you are not following your passion, right? So you telling me how you're doing the VA thing, Mm -hmm. that's not your passion. No. Guess what? The VA thing can work but it will not be sustainable. And at some point you'll start to lose your energy and you'll Mm -hmm. start to burn out because for a generator, you really need your right work. You need to follow what feels correct for you. So to offset that, because I totally agree, I know that I will burn out. That's something I guess, because I was going to ask you, how do I feel getting from the head to that sacral and really tapping in and making my decisions from a feeling place is not something I don't feel like it's natural to me. Cause you've lived your whole life up here. Up here, Yeah. So yes, no questions are gold. And I and even ask those of myself. You can. And okay. if you wanted to ask like, do I want to do this? Make sure that you're saying the uh-huh and the uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So do you want to practice that? Yeah. Okay, so I can just ask you some yes, no questions, and that's what I need from you, is to respond with an uh uh-huh or an uh uh-uh. Okay. Okay? Are you sitting down? Uh Uh-huh. Are you wearing glasses? Uh Uh-uh. Are you naked? Uh Uh-huh. Do you love this podcast? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Do you have a passion for this kind of work? Uh Uh-huh. Do you like chicken? Uh Uh-huh. Do you like to eat beef? Uh Uh-huh. Do you like strawberries? Uh Uh-huh. Do you like to travel? Uh huh. Do you like to be a nomad? Uh huh. Work from home? Uh huh. And can you feel how quickly you're responding right now? Absolutely. Uh huh. And there were yeah. a couple times when you might look up a little. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's very fast. So right. guess what? When 
when I start asking harder questions, mm -hmm. right, then that's where your brain may want to jump in. Mm -hmm. So, um, let me ask you some more questions. Do you have children? Uh-huh. Do you love your children? Uh-huh. Do you trust yourself? Uh-huh. Do you love yourself? Uh-huh. Are you sustainable in your work? Uh-huh. Okay. Right. This is good. Are you courageous? Uh-huh. Is there something keeping you stuck from launching your business? Uh-huh. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Okay. And this is where now you don't know what it is, but this is a part where your sacral has admitted it doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And then we have to dig deeper. I have to ask you more questions because your head is out of the game, right? If your mm -hmm. head is in it, you'll hesitate. You'll look up, you'll pause, but more and oh. more, this is the practice of how you, because even as I asked you these questions, could you feel in your body a, a, like an energy when it was a yes or a no? And uh, yes. And the energy when I was, when it was a yes, felt really good. Like, are you courageous? Yes. Do you love yourself? Yes. Like uh, it was, it wasn't just like, um, <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it was very, you threw me off when you asked me about chicken. I was like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I do like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause I was changing it up. A yeah. Little. I, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, but then, but even asking that question yeah. sometimes is not specific enough. Like I've had oh. some people go, um, well, it depends. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you right. like it fried? Do you like yeah. it baked? Right. <laughs> do you like it? And, and all of a sudden then they can, and that's where I want you to also recognize sometimes there's hesitation because your sacral is like, that's not specific enough. Got it. You need to go deeper. And, and the same questioning where when I'm working with clients, if it's a level of, do you know what you should do? And it says, uh-huh, then I'm saying, can you tell me what it is? Uh-huh. And then I'm prompting you, just tell me, like, bring it out. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's here. But when you're just kind of in this energy of you don't know exactly the detail in your business, sometimes you don't know if it's fear, right? I can ask yeah. you, is it fear? Is it this? And we just keep navigating and going deeper for, for the most part, the truth then comes out and your, your, that, your mind can be shocked sometimes like what? That is oh, not true. Okay. I've had that happen. So now I understand <laughs> yes. what it's like when you cut the mind out where, I, well, yes, where you're, you're like, uh-uh. And then you're like, what? I, I understand that now. Um, yeah, I lost the other thing I was going to say. That's okay. I. I think I remember now when I was telling you about fear and that I don't like that word because to me it means something. If you said you have fear, uh-uh, that's that that is not where I sit. That's not how I feel. That's not the reason why. And I don't think I keep thinking it's because the word is out of context in my mind, but I don't think it's the right word. And um because if I ask myself, because you said, do you know what's holding you back? And I, uh-uh. Is it fear? Uh-uh. Is it, but I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. not, it is not. That's, so I'm not trusting how I feel sometimes. I know that fear is not it, whether I think it or feel it, but I don't trust that. Hmm. And this is, this is good as you're kind of unwinding and like, hearing it and just talking it out. Mm -hmm. 
this is why in human design, we take the solar plexus, which is normally that third chakra. Yeah. And we separate emotion from fear. So this is where oh. we say fear lives in the chart. Okay. What I really love to teach is that this is also where courage lives. So okay. everything has the law of polarity involved where potentially are we living in the lower expression in fear or are we being more courageous? And I teach a class and do life coaching with this twice a year, depending on when the energies are flowing. Mm -hmm. So in the spring and in the fall, because this has a big impact because the chart itself is changing. Humanity is changing. We're moving to a different dimension. We're moving into being more on this emotional side where we are very deliberate. We're doing more of what feels correct, not because of fear, right? And everything's very, very fear-based. So let me just mention real quick, here are the fears that you potentially can consistently feel. Okay. Fear of inadequacy, mm -hmm. fear of not being good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so this can stall you too, that you've been very much prepping for your business, which I love. And I totally can relate because up here, you'll see these little numbers, um, kind of exponential yeah. numbers, the one, three, that's what's down here. You're oh, an okay. investor. You investigate everything. Yes. You have to re research everything, uh -huh. everyone. And so the more you dive down the rabbit hole, this 48 is taking you down the rabbit hole and is saying, we need to know more. And so you just keep learning and learning. And sometimes if you get sucked in too much, you don't actually want to get out and leap and teach the world what you know. So the, re the reality is the courageous part of you is that you do, you know enough. And when you tap into source and you trust that in the moment you have everything you need, you mm -hmm. do. You already have so much insight and knowledge in here, right? Mm -hmm. We just are waiting to be able to pull it out of you. Yes. And so sometimes that is the fear aspect that can hold you back where you're like, oh, I don't quite know enough. I don't think I'm ready yeah. yet. So then the 44, this is a business energy. This is very much the beginning part of the sales process. So you're really good at marketing and the beginning process, right? Then, well, this is the part it's more inconsistent that you get to learn to be able to master is more the close. Doesn't yeah. mean you don't have this energy ever. Okay. We have all energies. Cause right. You're going to go hang out with me and pick up the 26. Cause I've got this gate four times, yeah. <laughs> but this is also a piece of integrity. So there's a part of your 44 that fears the past. It's afraid the past is going to be repeated, but mm. I want you to recognize that you have such a keen sense of smell that you can smell the dirty rat. You can mm -hmm. smell if this is the right person to close the deal or to work with. All of that is in play. And even the 44, because you are so in tune and alert, you really aren't going to make a mistake from the past. You're going to see what was different. You're going to see that you're different. The situation is different. Right. So even if there's any fear of like, oh gosh, I tried to start a business before or whatever, and it didn't work, then that could be what you unconsciously, right? It's, it's the red color or unconsciously is potentially holding you back from moving forward. The 28 you have twice. So this is one of your, your bigger themes. That's why it's highlighted. So the 28 is fear of life, having no purpose, no, no. meaning, even fearing death, right? What's the point of living? And sometimes in the negative, you'll hear people talk about what's worth dying for. And it's like, okay, no, let's reframe that. What's worth living for? Right. That's what you are realizing with the struggle that sometimes can happen and be in your life. 
you're never going to choose the easy route. You just won't because you know that when you go the long dragged out way, that's where true blessings and learning comes through the experience of the journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you get to teach about it and you get to help people and you get to see like, this is what's worth living for and really embracing that. Um, so then the last one, another unconscious is the gate 18, which is fear of imperfection. But when you start to recognize there's nothing perfect, we don't even know what perfect is. And the moment we hit it, then we're already done with our growth, right? Mm -hmm. There's no more room to expand. But what you're really good as, at is giving feedback. And especially when you wait to give the feedback right? If you're just blurting out and telling people what they're doing wrong or how they could fix it, they're going to take it personally as criticism rather yeah. than feedback. And here's the thing, the gift, the superpower is you're here to improve the process. And I love that you talk about your coaching as mastery of joy and all of the mm -hmm. joy aspect, because joy lives in this gate 58. And okay. I'm assuming you've connected and have a lot of people in your life who have the 58 and you felt it so intensely, you know what it's like to live with a spark of joy, mm -hmm. have joy in the process. Because again, if you're doing a process, this is a very logical channel. If you're just doing a process for process sake, it's pretty boring. Who gives a shit, right? right. You want to spark joy because if we're not enjoying what we're doing, then why are we doing it? I did that with chores with my kids. Like nobody wants to do chores. Right. I don't want to do them. I want them done, but I don't want to do them. Yeah. So I made it, we had a chore wheel, we did games. I tried to make it fun so that we could like, let. I just wanted to get it done so we could move on to things that were more fun. So how do we make that fun so that we could move on to things that are more fun? <laughs> yeah. A yeah. whole process. I was great at it in certain <laughs> situations. Yes. And at certain times. Because right. This is the center, the root center, which is all about adrenaline mm -hmm. and it's a pulse on and a pulse off. So there are times you get an extra surge of energy mm -hmm. and other times you don't. So that's a big point for you to also recognize because timing is so important. If you're feeling sluggish, like I don't want to move and take action, there's possibly a reason because it's not right timing. Either you weren't waiting to respond and this is slowing your ass down. So that okay. instead of pushing yourself and thinking, I have to go, 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 know that you're constantly waiting. And if there's a part of you that knows, okay, I've already baited my coach up coaching program, <laughs> but I still don't know if that means it's the right time to launch. Then right. that's what you ask the universe. Okay. When, when is a good time to launch? And then okay. you know what, do you know what happens typically? Huh? You get some random person who's like, Hey, do you coach? And you're like, <laughs> Yes, I do. And all of a sudden, right now your emotions are going to be like, holy shit, this is what we've wanted. Right. And you get to decide and take action when it feels correct. So you can ask, this may seem like a stupid question. I don't care because I always felt, I've always felt like to ask the universe, I have to say, I want red shoes. Not, is it the right time to get red shoes? That seems so open-ended. I always felt like I had to be decisive and tell what I want, not ask if it was the right time. So what you just said is completely different than how I think about it. So the universe brings you the how. It also brings the timing. Okay. Because if you're, if you're like me, and especially coming from this planning world, and yeah. more and more I find like 
I think the reason I don't necessarily like the planning world anymore is partially it's too much work for me. Like you have to really prep and do a lot of pre-work. Yeah. And then I would be so pissed off when afterward something derailed, the universe brought something different, all your plan didn't happen. And it's like, oh, okay, now I'm finally getting like the, you know, getting the beat over the head saying, quit planning, quit trying to force it, quit trying to think right. it's going to go this way and wasting my own energy and time. Because here's the reality, it's going to come whether I think I'm ready or not. And then if I don't think I am, I'm going to say no and turn it down. Right. And it's the timing piece. And guess what? Uh -huh. The universe will come back around. If, if it says, oh, so you don't think you're ready yet. Okay. And then at some other point, it may show up again. This is why we start to see things multiple times. Sometimes we even think it's deja vu or it's uh -huh. like, oh, I see it in threes. Oh, okay. That's three oh times. Oh my I gosh, that's me. Now, right? <laughs> it's because it's been bringing it to you. But you couldn't see because right. you, weren't, you weren't available to receive. You just weren't ready yet. And that's okay, right? It's the timing. Because, right. okay. Because to the same effect, I want you to know this 4323 okay. is all about timing. This is a projected energy that if you, you just get knowing, you just know things. You mm -hmm. don't know how you know. And if you blurt it out and nobody asks for it, that's when they'll think you're a freak. They'll think you're crazy. Like- whatever, Jen, you're crazy. But if you actually allow timing to unfold and it's the right time, somebody says, Hey, Jen, what do you think? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it comes out as brilliance, <laughs> same exact content, but you've right. allowed timing to translate it in a way that people can now receive the message. But when we force it, the message comes out garbled and yeah. people don't receive it. And so then they think we're the one that's ridiculous. I can think of some very specific things. When I wrote my book, it's been three and a half years. I wanted to help everybody write a book. 85% of people who want to don't, I want to, let's get that number down. And I instantly felt that it was a square peg in a round hole. And about oh, six months later, um, Dane's best friend who had a really successful podcast said, Jen, you need to start a podcast and handed me uh, my first um, microphone. And within a month, I started this podcast. And I was, it, it took me quite a while to realize like, oh my God, I'm helping people write their story. Totally different way. For me, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to help them write their book. And instead, I helped them tell their story in a totally different way. And it got me so excited and happy that I recognized at first, it, right away, it was a square peg in a round hole. So I just let it go. I just, I'm not going to help people write books. I'm going to let it go. And I tried. It's not like I, I had a, a meetup and I had a couple meetings and then I was like, nope, it doesn't feel right. And as soon as he said, start a podcast, I was kind of like, okay. And it felt right. And so I did it. And then I realized later, oh my gosh, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I wanted to do a square peg round hole, right? Because of the timing. But I never yeah. realized until today with you that it's a huge thing is the timing for me. And now I can see all of these things that have happened that I knew I waited until the timing was right. And when I did, it went really, really well. Or I tried to push it and it felt like a square peg in a round hole. And that is why the universe will bring it to you when you're ready. Guess what? We don't always know when we're ready. I we don't. Think, we think we're ready. Oh, I think I'm ready to get this successful business. No, because right. what happens is you're 
you're not ready, right? Like there is a, a natural kind of autopilot or um, a, an ability to know like, here's my baseline. Mm-hmm. And if you go ab- above it, there's a part of you that has to kind of get back to baseline. Like you're not ready here. It right. just was an eccentric moment. So that's very similar with people who win the lottery. The oh. baseline is like maybe they're, um, they're, they're used to a mug that can only have this much capacity. You right. win the lottery, suddenly it's overflowing. Right. They don't know how to, they don't know how to manage or handle this. They're not used to that. So their barometer or their new level doesn't just suddenly go up and, oh, they're going to hold on to the money. No, it usually falls right back to what they're comfortable right. with. So we have to be aware that if we're not used to certain aspects, the universe is not going to give us massive success in one fell swoop. And for the people that that does happen, maybe there was just something about it that they had to experiment for themselves, mm-hmm. but they tend to fall right back down. Um, and it's because we don't know how to hold the vibration to maintain yeah. and sustain. And this happens a lot with self-made millionaires. Mm-hmm. They can make millions and they can quickly lose it because they'll let fear get the best of them. And they'll drop back into that lower vibration that they're used to. And they don't maintain the higher vibration and allowing and trusting everything will work out. The universe will bring me whatever I ask for. Mm -hmm. So this is how we start to derail ourselves. So I just want to like quickly just end with the, the openness. This is what you pick up from the world around you. So I have this defined you're going to pick up all of my ideas and thoughts and connection to source. And there's a pressure here where there's a part of you. And because you have this little outlet, Mm -hmm. it leads you to want to know the how, and you're going to constantly think the how, like you're going to get all this inspiration. You're going to get all this pressure to solve all the world's problems. And you're going to go, but how are we going to do this? And how, 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 right? Just recognize it's simply energy. You can let it pass through you. You do not have to hold on to it in the same regard, the will center, this is an energy where sometimes we feel like we have to prove ourselves. There's willpower okay. here. This is where money and resources live. And okay. so what you have to also be very careful is as you're launching, really listening to what feels correct for your body, for your sacral, listening to your emotions, and not trying to push yourself out in a way that you're trying to prove yourself or, or charge more because everyone says you should. You're just right. really in alignment with what feels correct for you. And you'll start to understand what value looks like to you mm-hmm. and start to master that because this is a big piece that most people, they struggle with their self-worth and then they think their net worth equals their self-worth. And if mm-hmm. they don't have a high net worth, right now we're just in this limbo of I'm not good enough. And some of those other aspects come up. So just keep trusting, asking questions of the universe, use the energy to flow, the toroidal pattern is, it comes up and out and around. Just like the earth has its own vibrational frequency, how it flows, mm-hmm. you're using the head to send out your message for it to come back around okay. and take action when you've responded to something. That's really important for you to follow the yes, no questions, give yourself plenty of time to make a decision. And if there's something that you want, mm-hmm. ask for it doesn't have to be specific. It doesn't have to be, can you send me a client tomorrow? Um, <laughs> maybe if you're in that aligned, it'll happen faster and faster. But for now, right. get out of your head, right? Drop yeah. into feeling that how open and how expansive and great you felt when that yes came through. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like when you're in your body versus up here in your head. 
The only other, the only question I have, you mentioned the 228s. There are two sixes and two 17s that are highlighted. Is that anything in particular that that means? Um, so Chiron activates this one. Chiron is like a wounded healer type planet. So you're going to see over your life, this keeps coming up. So the 17 mm -hmm. is a gate that is more about opinions, right? Oh. So sometimes when, when we're up here, this, this Ajna can fixate and hold on to information. doesn't always mean it's right. right. doesn't mean that uh -huh. your opinion is right. And so there is a level, again, doing this podcast is expanding you to see things you couldn't see before, mm -hmm. to have new opinions, to really help shift this fixation of how whatever you used to believe, you're mm -hmm. expanding to open to see new ideas, new insight, um, new breakthroughs, and also new opinions. And the 62 is you love details. This is more logical side mm -hmm. of thinking but just recognizing that um, potentially you're also dancing in opinions. And sometimes that ties to the 18, they, they pair together um, and, and that feedback and that judgment that can come and how much we can judge when we have our own opinion, because we're like, you must be wrong. And, you know, we just don't even want to see that you're opening up to see that piece. Um, and then the six is this emotional quality there can be friction and sometimes really what this is about is you're striving to find emotional balance mm -hmm. and guess what this this is like kind of the the channel where we can go to war and sometimes we don't know what war looks like until we've been there right now mm -hmm. we know what peace looks like on the other side that sometimes you have to confront the emotions and pull it out of people for there to then have um conflict resolution and to uh, okay to have more peace and to come to it. And sometimes people don't want to dance in emotion. And guess what? You're mm -hmm. here to help pull it out because once we do, now we get to the root of what's really going on and how we can make this resolution that works for everybody. And it's more win-win. Wow. Alana, this was so much information. <laughs> like yeah, right? I, I'm glad you said yes. I'm probably not going to solve all the world's problems. I just want to let everyone know that. <laughs> Right. And so this is why when I'm coaching, mm -hmm. I'm coaching where you are today and where you are, right? This is, we were talking about some of these different aspects, things that are coming up with where you are and weaving in the human design. So you start to understand. And for me, the integration is the big piece, right? You're not going to know all the things of the chart, but I want you to start living and integrating, right? Mm -hmm. For you listening to your sacral. Yeah, that's going to move you out of your head. It's going to start to slow you down and make you recognize, hmm, am I waiting or am I pushing? And if you're pushing, you're already stumbling or stalling yourself, right? So the integration comes with you just going and practicing and playing with the energies and starting to learn about yourself. And so each coaching session kind of builds on it. Or sometimes I bring in other, um, people's energies, right? Like maybe you want to know Dane and how his yeah. energy is impacting you in your business or in your world or whatever it looks like, even in your finances. Yeah. And I love coaching with couples, helping them to start navigating their finances and the different beliefs because everybody was raised differently and some are hoarders and some are spenders, uh -huh. right? It's just like uh -huh. all of that gets to come through. And then you see the energy of, well, this is why. And we can't change who you are. I want you to align with who you are, but we can change some of those fixated beliefs or things that are just not necessarily true anymore. And you get to see and recreate it if you want. 
Thank you so much for showcasing your, well, the human design first folks. When I got that chart, I was like, does not mean anything to me. <laughs> so I, it, I understand it more. And just for taking me on the journey, this was so great. This was so much fun. Yeah, I had fun. And now it's recorded. So you can listen to this over and over when you're like, wait, what did she say again? Right? So I always record my sessions too for yeah. this reason. There's so much information yep. and some of it, what I've realized, some of what I seed is for your future self that you probably Absolutely. won't catch all of it until you finally get to that place where your conscious and subconscious will actually allow you to hear what you potentially couldn't hear mm -hmm. right now. I, you know, what I did learn is that the times that I'm doing things the way that I should are the times that they work more seamlessly. And now I see that. So I'm glad because I'm not focused on my pattern that I, when I'm not doing it well, the asking the how I immediately, when you, I don't remember what you said, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can recognize when I've done it the way that it makes the most sense for me, where I ask the right question and I answer it properly and I wait to feel it. I know what I'm doing then. And so I feel more confident being able to focus on that as well. Like, oh, those are all the times it was working. I'm going to keep doing it that way. And, and the, the head energy of the how, it's not a bad thing. It's mm -hmm. just, you also are very holistic in the way you think. Yeah. You're going to see beyond logic. You're going to see beyond certain aspects. You're going to kind of have your head almost in the stars a little bit and have to kind of bring you back down to be more grounded. But there's times you're just going to sense things. That's, that's really the really cool part about the gate 64. And that's mm -hmm. the head channel that I have is the 6447. So I totally get when, <laughs> you know, everybody would say, how are you going to start your business and then get clients and how, how, how? And I was like, oh, this is how I normally think. Like, oh, it'll all work out. I'm sending it to the universe, right? And then I sound like a hippie dippy crazy lady. And right. It's like, whatever, that's on you. I know it'll all be good. Right. 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 And that's the, that's the next level is the more you just start knowing and you have such a power behind you and you feel just like you answered those questions that you love yourself and you're courageous yeah. and all these pieces, you know, that so powerfully, it doesn't matter that the world is throwing viruses in your face and nope. everybody's scared and like freaking out and you're just like, okay, well, you know what? I'm taking responsibility for who I am. I'm yep. in alignment. I'm taking care of myself, my body, my mind, my spirit, mm -hmm. all of these pieces. And that's what people start feeling. And then okay. that radiates out into the world. Then we start transforming the fear into more of that trust and love and higher vibration. I get the path better now. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. I get it better now. Yeah. And I know why I'm always so attracted to you. That shouldn't sound creepy. I mean, <laughs> but because like our energy is like, yes, so, you complete me. And I uh, you complete you. me. I, I'm, so, I'm so relieved to know this. <laughs> right? Now it's not creepy at all. <laughs> thank no. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You're so so much. welcome. Mwah, thank you.